0: This is it? Yeah, it's already gone. Oh, great. How would you do that? (laughs) Reboot. You stick a pen into it or something? Yeah, they hold the on and off button for about 20 seconds. Oh, okay. So that's that's the first pasuk. Ruz Basuk says that B'nai Yisrael had this overwhelming reaction, had this overwhelming reaction to Kriyat Suf, to being saved, to the Egyptians being killed, and as a result, Yashir, Az Yashir Moshe. But uh, a Rashi, uh, well before we get to Rashi, I want to read uh, another Pasuk. Pasuk uh, Yud Zayin. Right, very interesting Pasuk. It's at the end of Shiratayam. You see it on the sheet. Uh, uh, two lines from the bottom of the paragraph. To be, Nachalatcha, Hashem, Megdash Hashem So this is a very odd Pasuk. This is a very odd Pasuk in the context of Shiratayam. Because the Pasuk says, Mikdash Hashem konenu yadecha. and of course the reference is to the Beit HaMikdash, and the Beit HaMikdash certainly didn't exist. <coughs> no, it was in the first, first Pasuk, Ashir ramavayam, right? That's what it says. It was, something happened. Something happened right before their eyes. And right before their eyes, right before their eyes it was, it was worthy of Shira it was worthy of this special reaction called Shira but at the end of Shirat Ayam, B'nai Yisrael go on to praise to praise the building of the Beit HaMikdash now there was certainly no Beit HaMikdash there was no Beit HaMikdash so Rashi says if we look at the end here the bottom of Rashi uh to be emo, to be emo is the word lahavi, to bring us. To be emo, mo is uh, the ending mo. It's just like to be, to be otanu, to be emo. So Rashi says that Moshe shelo yikanes laaretz, lachach lo neemar tivi enu. And as Moshe Rabbeinu didn't say we are going to go to Eretz Kenan. Why not? Nitnabe. After all, nothing happened yet in, in the history of the Jews in the Midbar. There was no hitting the rock instead of speaking to the rock. There was no Chilul Hashem instead of Kiddush Hashem, even though it's not so clear what that is all about. <coughs> so that Rashi says, Nitnabe Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu, even though he was a prophet, and his was the greatest prophecy of all, the prophecy of the Torah, nevertheless, nevertheless, there's like a little prophecy here. Moshe Rabbeinu somehow knew that he would not be going to Eretz Yisrael. Now, then it says, M'chon Neshifticha, Machol Neshifticha, machon is a, a prepared place. A, a base the base of something the shifta <coughs> the place that akodesh bachah will will sit mikdash matah mekhavan kneget kisei shel mala asher pa'alta so it's a mekhon leshifta because somehow the beita mikdash in heaven is parallel to the Beit HaMikdash that's going to be built. So it is a the neshiftacha about gods. There's a further exposition of this idea of going to Eretz Yisrael and building the Beit HaMikdash. And then, Rashi says this, Atam alav zakev gadol. Atam alav zakev gadol. Rashi does this sometimes. <coughs> you can't say that Rashi is a commentary on the Ta'amim. But sometimes the ta'amim are the, uh, I guess you call them musical notation of some sort. When when we learn how to lane, or the boys learn how to lane today, the girls learn how to lane, everyone learns how to lane, so uh, you know that there are two kinds of ta'amim. Even though there are many ta'amim, but they divide into the two groups. They're the connective ones and the disconnective ones. So it's like if you rewrote the psukim, there'd be a lot of commas, and and in some ways, some commas are bigger, are stronger than other commas. You know that's called. Those are the tammim. So Rashi says that the word mikdash, you don't have it on the sheet, but if you looked in a in a chumash, you'd see that the word mikdash has the tam called zakev gadol, which is um uh, is placed on top of the of the word. Right, you know the ta'amim sometimes are above and sometimes are below. Uh, I guess it's a, a, it's a bit of a complicated system, but if you're used to it, it's not so complicated. Well? So, so the ta'amim, <coughs> the ta'am, on the word mikdash, is a, called a zakeif gado. Uh, I would not like to get involved in the names of the ta'amim. For two reasons, because one, it's a distraction, and secondly, I can't explain all of them. So, zakayf is like the stand-up straight. There's a Zakeef katan, which is a connective ta'am. It usually connects two words together and tells you they go together, whereas a zakayf kadol tells you that a word is disconnected from the following word. So the way to read it is Mikdash Hashem kolenu yadecha. That's how you should read the the pasuk according to the Ta'amim. So Rashi says, Rashi says, Atam alav zakev gadol <coughs> <coughs> lafridomi mitev- tevat Hashem shel Acharav. You don't read Mikdash Hashem, Mikdash Yudkev but you read Mikdash Hashem Kodanu yadecha. That's how you should read the Pasuk. And he says, Lafidot mitevata Hashem shelacharav HaMikdash uh, Asher kononu yadecha Hashem The Mikdash which you, God, have made. You, God, have established. Chaviv Beit HaMikdash She'olam nivra biyad achat And then Rashi quotes this, this drasha. The Dresha is Chaviv, Chaviv Beit HaMikdash. He says that the reference to Beit HaMikdash in a posuk, it says Yadachat. Right? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Chaviv Beit HaMikdash, Shaolamnev Rabbi Yadachat. The whole world is created by one hand. Shinema, the posuk in Yishayahu, Af Yadi, Yasta aretz, as though so God said, "My hand, my hand created the the earth, the world. Right, my hand created the mikdash. V'shdeya daim. Veshdeya daim. Mikdash Hashem. Mikdash Hashem. Kohenu yadecha plural. So yadecha is two. That's what Rashi says." That's the next pasuk. So there you have it. Rashi says, Rashi has to explain what, in fact, does this pasuk have to do with shiratayam. Shiratayam is, after all, about. <coughs> shiratayam is about. About. Right? The, the great salvation of the Jewish people, a Yom Suf. Now what does that have to do with mikdash? So Rashi says, mikdash, mikdash is, is again the nevu'ah of Moshe Rabbeinu, who's not going to see the beta HaMikdash. And secondly, gives me new information about the beta HaMikdash, which is, the beta HaMikdash is even more important than the world. The creation of the world. The world was created with one hand of God, so to speak, and the Beit Hamikdash was created with with two hands. But with all this explanation that Rashi gives us, it's still not clear at all why these psukim are mentioned in Shirat Hayam. and what do they have to do with Shirat Hayam? I mean, it's another good thing. You could always say, all right, you know, uh, one good thing deserves another. One good turn deserves another. <coughs> I mean, you could say that. But, I mean, uh, I don't know if that's satisfied. Let's go back to the first pasuk. The first pasuk, Az Yashir Moshe Yisrael Et Hazot leimon. What bothers Rashi is this verb, Yashir. Now, if I look at if i if i remember whatever i've learned of hebrew grammar over the last 100 years of my uh, study of torah everybody knows that yashir is a future form it's like a future uh i say this with great uh, unhappiness because any uh, semi scholar will tell you that this is a sort of medieval way of looking at Hebrew. That Hebrew uh, has past and future. We don't say that anymore. We, I don't know who we is, but you know, whoever, whoever thinks they know about these things says imperfect, perfect. What does imperfect mean? Imperfect means it's not finished yet. It's going on. And perfect means... It's finished. Now, it's true that very often imperfect sounds like the future, future, and perfect sounds like, like the past, but, but that's not really, it's not really the same thing. Here, what Rashi is saying is, how come Az Yashir Moshe is in the future? What do you mean it's the future? He did it now. Right now, when B'nai Yisrael went across Yabsu, he did it, he said. He said, Shirat Hayam. So, let's look at some of Rashi. Rashi says, you see the Rashi? Az, Shirah shira. This is Rashi's pshat. How could you say that, that Moshe Rabbeinu sang Shirat hayam later? He obviously did it now. So, he says, Yashir doesn't really mean later in time. It just means that there's another step. First, Moshe Rabbeinu thought he would do it. Then Moshe Rabbeinu did it. That's what that's what what Rashi's pshat. That's what Rashi's pshat is. How does the word sh? sh- how does the word yashir? How does the word yashir fit in? That it's it's in the future. Well, it's not really in the future. It just tells you. It just tells you that there are two steps to the the way Moshe Rabbeinu did it. So, of course, you know, all these kinds of explanations, they just create subsequent mysteries. Let's say Rashi's right, that Az Yashir means first Moshe Rabbeinu thought about it and then he did it. Well, why is that important for me to know? Why, did, why didn't why did the Torah just say Moshe Rabbeinu sang? I mean, everybody thinks before they do. I mean, what's the... What's the big deal here? Right? What's the big deal? So I will look a little bit more at Rashi. <coughs> so Rashi says, v'chein, Yoshua. There's another pasuk. Az, Yedaber, Yehoshua. Right? Yoshua spoke. V'chein, another pasuk, uvayit uh, yaaseh, lebat Paro Shlomo HaMelech, <laughs> right, that's what the Pasak says. <laughs> what is it Ya'ase What is <laughs> Bay'at Paro? First he thought about it. And then he did it. Right, thought about it did it. So you have these two you have these two levels. Afkan. Rashi says <laughs> Yashir. Afkan Yashir. And Raji goes on to find other examples and explain it in this way. So Raji says that the Pshat of Az Yashir, the Pshat in the Pasuk, Az Yashir is Az sh, 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 Slicha, excuse me, Slicha. Az Yashir means, az Yashir means Moshe Medus thought about it and that he did it. And therefore, the the prank that was him. They're also going to sing. <coughs> so now we have this kind of Rashi problem. What, what what is it that Rashi's trying to tell us here? I mean, are there two explanations of the pasuk? How did him get into this deal? So I have to remind you. Of the Hagodah. I spoke someplace else. I said, you know, the Balatanya, Balatanya said, why is it that the parashiyot of Pesach come out between Hanukkah and Purifah? Wouldn't it be better if the parashiyot of Yitziat Mitzrayim came out before Pesach? So we'd learn the parashiyot and then we'd have something to say when we teach the Haggadah. The Baal Tanya said, it said, Pesach, everybody's too busy. <laughs> you have to bake matzahs, you have to make wine, you have to go and get all this stuff together for a Seder, Pesach to clean the house, over of this to learn these parashiyot. Now is the perfect time. He said. Now is the time you really can, can learn these parashiyot." So you know that there's a, there's, there are many mysteries in the Haggadah. But one of the mysteries is of the Haggadah, the Haggadah is that we say Hallel at night twice. We say Hallel first when we done not And then we say Hallel again in the Haggadah. Not only that, but the bracha of making... Uh, the bracha on When do we say the bracha Halel? Hallel? Do a little quiz here. <laughs> you say it in Shuv, right? The bracha on What do we say when we say the Haggadah? Nothing. No bracha. It's like an orphan halel. Furthermore, we split halel into two parts. The first two paragraphs of Hallel we say before we eat. And the, you know, like we're more serious, we're coming to the climax of the Haggadah, which is eating. And then, after the Haggadah, we just like zip through it because we're all, you know, inebriated and overeaten. Because a Jewish, a Jewish affair can only exist if you're overeating. So we're overeating. So how come the first halal in Marais the Hallel in Marev, we make a bracha. And the Hallel in the Haggadah, we don't make a bracha. And the Hallel in the Haggadah is, is also a mitzvah. Like You have to say it. Bechalal you don't say a bracha at the Haggadah. How come you don't say a bracha at the Haggadah? You say a bracha at Sviris HaOmer. Why should you say a bracha at the, the Haggadah? So the famous Rav HaIgadah. You know, when you say it's a famous of Haigod, you mean that the, the three people who know it <laughs> they're the people who count nobody else counts only if you know it <laughs> it's a famous Shabbat Haigod in which he which is quoted by the Rod at the end of the Socket uh, Haigon says you have to understand there's a difference between the Halal that you say in Marev and the Halal that you say in the Hagodah what's the difference the difference is that in Marev you're doing a mitzvah that was established by the Chachomim. So on any mitzvah that was established by the Chachomim, okay, it's it's it doesn't matter, but most Ashkenazim on a mitzvah established by by the Chachomim say a bracha. So we say the bracha on the halal that we say after Marev. <laughs> but Rabbi Gond says that the halal that we say the halal that we say after uh, in the Haggadah, is not is not the same kind of Hallel, but it's Shira. That's what he calls it. He calls it Shira. Why is it Shira? Because halel in the Haggadah, the Haggadah says, Chayel, as though he he left right. So when he says halel in the Haggadah, He's not saying hallel because somebody told him to, because the chachamim said it's the perfect kind of setup. But why he's saying hallel because he's experiencing Yitzhia Mitzrayim. And when you say hallel because you're experiencing Yitzhia Mitzrayim, Haigon <coughs> says that is called shira. That's called shira. So, the Shira of shirat yam of Moshe Rabbeinu, the b'nei Yisrael, that Shira that Shira was real Shira Because it was the reaction of the people who were saved. It wasn't something that we do in memory. Of a salvation. Right? When we go to shul in the morning and we say halal or Hatzi Halel or on any of the days we say halal So we go to shul, we say Halel. Not because we are saved. We weren't saved on Hanukkah. We, individually. And therefore, we say Halel because there's a Mitzvah to say Halel. And the Mitzvah obligates us, yes, but it's not Shira, it's hallel. But on the night of the Seder. Well, <coughs> we don't say halal because it's a mitzvah. And one of the proofs that it's not the Halel of a mitzvah is we separate it. There's no bracha and we separate before and after. We do things that we would never do if halal was a mitzvah. So if high gold says that halal on the night of the Hagodah, on the night of the Haggadah, that's Shira. Because that's the culmination of the obligation of each and every one of us on the night of Pesach. To be part of Yitziat Mitzrayim. Not to remember Yitzhiat Mitzrayim, but to be part of Yitziat Mitzrayim. <coughs> that's what we say. So, let's go back to Rashi. According to Rashi, Az Yashir Moshe of the Yisrael refers to two different things. Amen. One is that Moshe Rabbeinu thought about it and then he said the shira. And the other thing that it means is that there'll be another shira at the time of Triata HaMetim. So this brings us to those psukim at the end of Shirat HaYamu. To the Emo, the Tita Emo, Bahar Nachalat referring to the Beit HaMikdash, Mechon Leshiftecha, Paal Tahashem, Mechon, right, a place for your dwelling. You produced, you Hashem produced, Mechdash, Hashem Konunuya yedecha Dash Hashem, what does Rashi say? Rashi said that in these Psukim, <coughs> is a further prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu. Is a further prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu. So what Rashi is saying, I think, is that the shira that Moshe Rabbeinu sang on the day of Yitzhiat Mitzrayim, when the Egyptians were all drowning and Bnei Yisrael was emerging victorious from the sea, (coughs) that was a shira for two reasons. One, because B'nai Yisrael actually participated. And also because, this we don't have on Pesach, that the shira generated prophecy. And was prophecy is described by the Ramah, <laughs> the Ramah understands prophecy as being a special state of mind. A state of being. I mean, before you become a prophet, you have to be a prophet. Before you get a prophecy, you have to be a prophet. That's what the Rambam. That's what the Rambam tries to explain to us, so that <coughs> the obvious result, the obvious result of shira, is prophecy. The obvious result of being able to climb up to heaven to thank God for what is happening, the result of that is prophecy. And if you look carefully at the Shirah of Dvorah, the Haftarah that we're going to read this week in the Parish of (coughs) Bishallah, you will understand, I think, I think you'll understand that, uh, that Dvorah, Barak was a Shofetet. But she was a Nevi'ah when she sang the praises of God and the thanksgiving when Barak, she together with Barak, conquered the armies of Sisra. <coughs> so that Shira is a response to something that is happening to me and it generates... A prophetic moment in me. Right, that's what shira is. Whereas halel is just about doing what the Chachamim told us to do. (coughs) So shira t'ayam. Shira t'ayam is a model. Shira t'ayam is the model. Az-Yashir Moshe means, it means that Moshe Rabbeinu thought and then he sang. Why did he think? Because he was looking for the prophecy. He was looking for the, that special aspect of the prophecy <coughs> which enhances the shira. And by the end of shirat hayam, he had found it. He had found the prophecies. Rashi said, there was a Navua in shirat hayam. And that was also about Mikdash Hashem and that we had received a mitzvah to build the Beit HaMikdash. But Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy at Shirat HaYam was about building the Beit HaMikdash. The second interpretation that Rashi gives us of Az Yashir Moshe means that it's a remes remez for minatora. Meaning that Meaning that the that the Thanksgiving is truly Thanksgiving if it if it uh, understands if it, if the Thanksgiving understands that the thanksgiver is here forever. That, that's what Thanksgiving means. It's not Thanksgiving for an immediate danger that was circumvented. It's not thanksgiving because <coughs> it could have been worse. It's not that kind of thanksgiving. It's this understanding. It's the understanding that there is somehow an eternity to life. That life goes on. And that's what Chiyat is. Chiyat Meitim is the, the notion that life goes on. So Medrash shows Rashi says, even though that's that's not the Pshat. Pshat is the sequence of words in the Pasuk, but it, it represents Yashir, one word. Just look at that one word that you say, when? When will Moshe Rabbeinu sing? He will sing again. Even though he's not going to sing during his lifetime. But he's going to sing again during Tchiat, during Tchiat So that Shirat Yam, Shirat ayam, in the hands of Rashi, became a kind of a very uh, a, a special moment in the spiritual history of man. I mean, spiritual history, I mean understanding. Understanding that on the one hand, praise of God, closeness to God, prophecy, is <laughs> all like you're on the same... Uh, and the same shvung, as they say. like You're moving in the same direction. All of that is moving in the same direction. And, uh, and uh, the difference of Pesach between Halel and Shira, according to Chaigon, is to my mind based on this understanding of Shirat Hayah. And in order for Shirat HaYam to be the superior soul, in order for Shirat HaYam to be the superior soul, it has to contain prophecy. And the prophecy in Shirat HaYam is that Moshe Abedur knows that he's not coming to Eretz Yisrael, but that's not so important. What's important is that he reached the level of prophecy in the shira. And that's what every uh, one of us is inclined to do. And whoever has had the opportunity to daven, like on his own or her own davening, knows that this is all, in fact, the case, knows that this is the case. Okay, you see I'm having a little trouble keeping myself from coughing, so I ask you uh, to excuse me, and I will um, will continue next week. In <coughs> Thank you. Let's see let me you I have to close it oh, here we go but oh. <laughs> dumb